0: Welcome to the Ulrich's Corner Podcast. This week's guest, my friend, Brian Taylor. What's up, guys? Over here with the Ulrich's Corner Podcast. I'm back this week. I'm a little bit late. I plan to do it over the weekend, but I was in Nashville, and Brian was in Nashville from time to time, and yep. then things just got crazy, and Brian got sick,
1: and... Yeah, and then... Now yeah. it's Tuesday. And we did another podcast yesterday that ended at like almost 1 o'clock and we were all tired. And It was just – and that was a bad idea anyway.
0: That one, yeah. that one was – just got off topic really fast. But we're back. It's Tuesday. Yep. Yay. I want to give a shout out right away. I promised Kyle I would. It's um, – he's doing something um, really important. It's an app called Tilt and it helps people pool in money for a good cause. You can all donate to a certain thing. His is for the Serious Fun Children's Network, and they're working uh, with the Tonight Show for the ice cream, the Tonight Dough. All proceeds from the flavor go to help the Serious Fun Children's Network. Kyle personally volunteers at their camp, Camp Boggy Creek, in March, and he would love to purchase every single camper some of the ice cream. So if you can go to Tilt.com – let me get this link – let me see what it is. It's a link. It has words in it, Brian. You are bad at having stuff ready. You know what? I copied it, and it didn't go. So no. I have to do it again. It's tilt.com slash campaigns slash serious fun children's now. It's just a bunch. If you want to know what it is, um, tweet at me at Connor or Brian. I'm going to give Brian the link. At B underscore Taylor 42. Yep um you know we'll tell you about it it's really great it's got i think a couple weeks left on it um that kyle has it's got nine days left actually and they're trying to raise 350 dollars so let us know about it shout out to that everything is for good costs
1: yay yay can we stop talking about food i'm hungry i'm hungry too again
0: we talked about this before the podcast i told you got here and i was like well, why didn't you just go get food it's far because I didn't get food either, and now we're both hungry. I just want to knock this out, but then you get to go get nice food, and I have to eat crappy food. Yeah. So thank you. You're welcome.
1: Let's talk about uh, high school girls like not playing basketball. Hey, hey, they're
0: scared to play black men. and, wah. and uh, we, we have a black men, you know,
1: student coming here next year, so we're excited. Yeah, I mean that is exciting, but when like you're playing a high school sport, like you could want. I mean, you would think. You would think the coaches would have put a stop to it as opposed to basically spearheading it. Well, I've seen... Well, it was funny. I, I had only just heard
0: about it yesterday. I heard it yesterday after I was working the baseball game, and people were talking about it. And then right as the game ended, um, the guy who does the... He's the voice of Blue Raider Baseball. He does, you know... Welcome to On the field He does yeah. that kind of stuff He said He got up and he goes Hey guys uh, Smyrna and Riverdale Just made it on SportsCenter oh. And I was like Wait a second This actually broke Big things We were talking about it Periodically But we didn't actually Go in depth And then he showed us A video And it was just her Walking she, It was her like Dribbling yeah, she, like, at eye level And then she just Stepped over the line they, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But it, it's just kind of funny that they both were intentionally trying to throw the same basketball game. Yeah, it was like before. goes, wait, are you are you guys trying to throw this game too? Because we're trying to do that. It's gonna look really bad if we both try to lose the game.
1: I was listening to maybe been midday one eighty. I trying to think of when I came into school this morning. Shout out to my dad. Uh, well, midday. 180 yeah, it was like, midday one eighty noon. So you they were uh, they were saying like, there's better ways to try to lose a game on purpose like the coach he could have never told the girls that we need to it'd be better if we lost this game or he could have never told the girls that this is who we we will play if we lost he could have just been like okay I'm gonna let the freshman play because no matter what, we get another game, and we want to rest our starters. Yeah. He could have done that, Easily. and just as effectively lost the game. And it wouldn't
0: be as obvious. I it mean, wouldn't be as now, obvious, and it
1: wouldn't be as unsportsmanlike.
0: And now, it's, it's countrywide, everybody's talking about it, I mean, and... And they both get banned. They both get... The schools get fines. People are calling for the coach's jobs. I don't think that should happen.
1: I don't think it should happen either. Because they're all... I mean, they're also teachers. Like, if, if he was a... If all he did was coach and this happened... Yeah. Well, it makes me think of the coach that was embezzling. The football that's coach. A, that's a different thing. That's a whole different thing entirely, though. But it was
0: that he was embezzling and he's not going to coach football anymore, but he's still a teacher. Yeah. He's still tenured. So... But it's like, you could do that. that you cannot coach basketball anymore. You're fine with being a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't coach the same thing in that aspect. That that this is unacceptable just because you're scared to play them. Yeah, grow a parent. I if, I, if it's basketball, if you're playing basketball, you're playing it to win. Why would you be scared of that team? Go out there and beat them. Then
1: I can't believe both teams in their their entirety entirety went with it. Like if I was on one of those teams, I would either be like, no, I, I'm just gonna play, or I'm not going out there. I'll yeah, be, I would. be the, I'll be in the locker room. I would have played my
0: butt off. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know. Play slow. I'm not gonna turn the ball over. I'm not yeah. gonna take bad shots. You're trying to win. What's the point of going out there if you're not trying? To, why not, you're not? I know you're supposed to have fun. Whatever, but I'm playing to win. Yeah. So what's the point if you're not doing that? I, I don't. I can't believe all of those girls were just okay with that.
1: Yeah, I think I read they uh, finally called a stop to it when one of the girls tried to take a shot at their own basket off an inbounds and the refs was like okay this is enough you're not going to make a mockery of the game you yeah. we're ending the game this isn't
0: a regular season game this is the this is the section tournament yeah. a lot of people even a regular season this. game
1: it's unacceptable it was just it was just sick. you don't and that's there's nothing that the kids can learn from that that's just saying like go for the easiest option yeah. if i was a coach or if i was a player I'd be yes. I'd be a little anxious about playing one of the best teams in the nation. But if I'm not gonna, you know, not win a game, like bring them on, like let's go. Um, and what, I think it was, I believe it was uh, Riverdale was within ten points last time they played them. I mean, that's not that big of a loss. Ten points is nothing in basketball. But
0: it's like you're supposed to play to win. So what's the point of if if you're gonna you're, you'd eventually probably meet up with them anyway. Yeah. So it's like you're just going a longer route to eventually play the same team. Yeah. Why not man up and just and just play your heart out, give it your all, you know, pull off the win of the century for your school? Well, I don't care. They, Blackman's had some losses this year. They've lost to the teams out of state. Yeah, they've won probably every game in state, but out of state they've had some losses to schools around the country.
1: They're not I, they're not un, unbeatable. I just think the whole situation is ridiculous. I can't believe it happened. I can't believe... It makes
0: high school sports look really bad.
1: No, it just makes these two schools look really bad. High school sports as a whole is fine.
0: But but there are other instances where you you see instances of this where it's not as
1: severe. I mean, high school sports has its problems. There's a lot of favoritism in high school sports. Very much so. There's a lot of... Coaches that have huge egos.
0: Texas high
1: school football? Yeah, Texas high school football. Texas high school football for real. Seriously? Texas high school football, they treat it like a religion. Dude. That's not even a joke. I kid you not. Where my mom grew up, um, Snyder, Texas, it's about 20,000 people. About as many people as go to MTSU, okay? Right. Their stadium is almost like the size of... Uh, floyd they have indoor practice facilities the field is absolutely perfect every single shop in town has like a jersey on the wall has like all sorts of memorabilia but the rest of the town is just absolute crap like it's just run down and you know i it's a lot of money
0: wasted um, yeah, if you I've had people that go, Friday Night Lights isn't real, right? And I'm like, no. It's abs- and it's hundred
1: cousin- percent real. My cousin went to one of the high schools in that movie. Really? Abilene high school. Really? Yeah. It, it was one of the teams that I mean they only were they were only in the movie for a little Did bit. Did you ever watch the show? No. I I, re- I watched the show over Christmas break and I loved it. I
0: love I hated the last couple seasons, but it makes you think, man, I well, high school football was good, but it wasn't that serious. Like their one loss ruins your season. Yeah. Like they, they mean
1: business. My high school is pretty darn good in football. We have um, Beach. Yeah, Beach High School. Jalen Hurd on the Tennessee Vols, as much as I hate the Vols. Oh god, um, don't say that name on this podcast. He he played at Beach uh he was like two or three two years younger than me. Three maybe. Um, that dude's a monster. Monster. I went and look. I went to the uh, state championship game. I'd already graduated. but I was the state champion game. State. I can't talk. State champion game. State championship game. Very good, Brown He broke to... literally every rushing record there was to break in one game. It was yeah. nuts. He's jailing, freaking hurt. Man. Yeah, and he as of I think he's a sophomore now. He's going off. Yeah, he's he's be, he'll going be off.
0: a sophomore. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, I think he's going into his sophomore year. Yeah, he just got through his full freshman year. Yeah. Yeah, we hate Tennessee. So. Yeah, do hate Tennessee. So, transfer to MTSU, though. We'll put yeah. you and Itavius in the same backfield next year. That'd be great.
1: We'd be, we'd be unstoppable. I think, if I remember correctly, the only reason he chose UT is because that was one of the only schools that said they would play him at running back where he wanted to play. Because he's a big dude, and everyone else wanted to uh, change his position to tight end. Because you a know, big guy like that, who's that fast, would be a great tight end. Yeah, but he's also really gifted at running back. I would, I would want to let him
0: try it out, you know? Yeah. It's just like when you, you know, sometimes you'll draft a quarterback, but you want to play him somewhere else in, in the in, in the pros. Yeah. You know, like, a lot of quarterbacks don't end up making it as a quarterback. You see him switch over to wide receiver or switch yeah. over to tight end or something, something smaller than that. But it's like you want to at least give him a chance. Um, we wanted to also talk about, you, you're kind of a Timberwolves fan, I would say. You're more of a Rubio yeah. fan. Yeah,
1: I, I like Ricky Rubio, therefore, I like the Timberwolves. If he moves, sorry, Timberwolves. I'm not a fan of you anymore.
0: But, you know, my boy. they're getting a mainstay from the organization back. A, a big part of the reason that Minnesota basketball blew up, you know, went to multiple years in the playoffs, was a big reason that his career is where it is now. Kevin Garnett yeah. is finally going back. And it, I love that he's getting his number back. Yeah. did not have to get another number. He's still going to be 21. And I remember, somebody made a tribute video of him and I, it was called uh, Coming Home and it was with that song and I was
1: I was sad, dude. I was like, man. I, lo- I love Kevin Garnett and I think that's a good thing for the organization because uh, they don't really have much. They lost Kevin like, Love. But
0: you got to say, that team could win them. Have, they have Zach Levine, they- the, the dunk contest champion. You've got Andrew Wiggins. They've got Anthony Bennett, Ricky
1: Rubio. I didn't say Garnett. they didn't have the talent. They're just not a team. They they, they don't could, play as a team. That's they don't play honest. very well. I mean, like, Ricky Rubio is an outstanding point guard. In my opinion, one of the best point guards I've ever seen, even though he may not have the numbers. Just watching him, it's just like... Being a point guard myself when I played in high school, I aspire to be that. His court vision is outstanding. He just knows where everyone else is. But everyone else on the team just kind of seems... A step behind where he wants them to be very true,
0: very uh, true. gotta be a, a cohesive unit
1: and just before we started I read an article uh Kevin or Kevin Garnett, Garnett Kevin, Kevin Garnett, Garnett I can't freaking talk I'm tired I'm hungry Kevin Garnett his already, <laughs> yeah Kevin Garnett has already gotten on a couple of the younger players they didn't state who but he's already yelled and gotten on uh, some of the younger players' butts for not actually giving their full, you know, in practice. My favorite
0: thing about Kevin Garnett, I, I remember reading this a while back. I know he's done this for years. He, his one big thing he hates is technology. Kevin Kevin Garnett despises technology. He doesn't have a Twitter account. He has a Facebook account, but it hasn't been updated since like September of last year. Yeah. And he's very adamant about game days, everybody being 100% focused, nobody using (coughs) their phones, nothing. And he has one thing he does. If he comes in a locker room, when you are in the locker room before games, and he sees you on your phone, he throws it in the toilet. (laughs) <laughs> Legitimately They talked about how He's he, They warned players They're like We're gonna let you know Kevin Garnett If he sees you on your phone He's gonna throw in the toilet And these players Though they make a lot of money They're losing contacts You know They're losing all that stuff I think it's a little he's gonna, much He's gonna throw in the toilet I think that's hilarious and I, think I would love li- to watch that
1: I think it's a little much Cause <laughs> some players Like to listen to music <laughs> And that will honestly That's what I did is But I it's more like On
0: your phone Like like looking at it But if you're just Listening to music Just well, yeah, sitting there Getting in the zone Like I gotta be.
1: I, I gotta be on my phone To get to the music And is like No Sorry
0: Well I think that I would love to watch that
1: So It's, it's funny it's so, 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 so
0: somebody Warned them about that It's a little quirky it, There's a bunch of young guys In that locker room yeah. They're gonna be on their phones They're gonna be on social media Especially guys like Zach Levine Who have giant egos That's uh, funny uh, so I, th- I thought that was hilarious. I love Kevin Garnett. I didn't like him so much in Boston because I'm a Lakers fan. So that year that we lost them in Game 7 pretty badly, I don't want to talk about that. But we we got him back. But um, when he was at the Nets, you know, he didn't do much. But my favorite thing was his headbutt.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> he just... Wha- I just love that. I, I think he's just got so much intensity, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's got a true passion
1: for the game that not a lot of players have anymore. Speaking of basketball, I caught the end of the uh, Kansas State game. I didn't see the whole thing, but I saw the very end of it. It was. We did. We got. We got. We both saw the end of it. Yeah, so both That's right. At there. the same time, um, yeah. You know,
0: it, it's a big win. It's a big rivalry win. I mean, I like Kansas, so it's a little upsetting for me. The but... thing is, I don't justify a court storming based on that means, you know. Yes, it's closer to the tournament, so it's a bigger win. Does it bolster Kansas State's resume a little bit? Yeah. A lot.
1: An unranked team beating a team that's eighth but, in the nation? But
0: again, unranked means a lot of different things. If you're unranked and you don't have a lot of wins, yes. But if you're unranked but you're still one of the better teams, Kansas State has been ranked
1: this year. yeah,
0: Multiple times. So that makes it not as big of a win.
1: It's still a huge it's, win.
0: It's, it's not. I, would st- I think the they-
1: argument here lies is storm storming the court an acceptable practice in today's sport.
0: I will explain one instance where storming the court was so necessary and so beautiful of a thing and that was 2010 Kentucky and against Indiana. Okay. Christian Watford hit a 3 at the buzzer to beat number 1 Indiana, number 1 Kentucky. An unranked Indiana team knocked off number one Kentucky. It was the first time they had beaten Kentucky in a long time, and they stormed the court. And my cousin went to; she was at Indiana at the time, and she got to storm the court. Yeah, and she sent me videos of her running in there, and it was just like I got chills in that moment because that was the biggest win, one of the biggest wins in the past few years for that for that program.
1: You see, I think I still watch that game every year on that day. By the way, yeah, I think that um, storming the court will never go away. I think it will always be a thing. You can find the schools as much as you want. Students are still going to do it. Uh, I think it's a good tradition. It's cool. You win a big game. You're excited. You want to celebrate with the players. And you have that immediate burst of energy towards the floor. That's amazing. That's great. It's all good. The problem lies with the 10% of those people on the floor that are absolute morons and just trample people. They'll punch people. You know, push a player against the the score stand. The well, there's always going to be idiots. Stand. You
0: know, you gotta you gotta stay in your zone and and not not get caught up in that. I mean, some people are going to be dumb. Did you just accidentally accept the phone call? Yeah, I don't know who it was. <laughs> well, you answered the phone and they're going to say hello and you. No, it was be- at
1: zero seconds, so I just. Hung up. Before. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whoever it was, if they need me, they can call me back. I feel really bad. <laughs> I looked at it. And it started having the topic. I was like, were you calling somebody? Then I was like, wait. No. no. Somebody just called you. I think someone called me. So Brian got a phone call. Um, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm not going to call him back, but I'm going to see if I know the number. It's a person. I don't, the, know, with, I don't know this number. With an area. Well, they, they, their feelings are hurt. Way to go, Brian. That's weird. Um, right. Sorry, but, guy.
0: But we're talking about, you know, I, I sometimes it's just, file, but you got to stay within your means. You know, if, if, I, if I ever get the chance to storm the court, I'm going to do it. But I'm going to, I'm aware of, of all my surroundings at any time when I'm in a situation like that. Yeah. Like, you got to be cognizant of what's going on well, around you. Well,
1: that's understandable. That's your own personal safety. What I'm saying is the thing that's going to stop it is, you know, Brother Johnny at Omega Beta and, Fraternity at oh Kansas State <laughs> is gonna run on the court. Have had snuck in like two uh, flask of tequila. If you haven't realized yet, yes, a lot of people in a lot of colleges and a lot of fraternities
0: and sneak in alcohol to yeah. sporting events, anyways.
1: <laughs> you know, he's a little tipsy, he's not knowing what he's doing, and, and he, he's having fun. He knocks out a player on the other team, like. That's going to that's gonna get on the news. Oh, it's going to be a huge... It's going to happen. It's already kind of started it could to happen. Start, or it could start a Malice of the Palace type thing. Well, not even that. But, like, that's going to happen. And then the NCAA is going to crack down. And it's going to be, like... It's going to be just a line of security guards, like, touching shoulder to shoulder. It's going to look like... Uh, it's going to look like soccer in, you know, Eastern Europe at times. Where it's just, there's just lines of cops between the fans and the, the field. Um...
0: Well, last night especially, things just got a little bit too out of hand. I, I accept the celebration. But Coach Bill Self, I watched a video of him. He was on on his side of the court. He's walking across to shake hands after the game. And basically just the people are not paying any attention to where he is. They're not caring. They're not just nothing. And they're just pushing him out of the way. And it's just, it's just downright rude. You know, have fun, but... Do it without being a jackass. You know, there's a difference between that. And now police are even looking for people that did it because of this situation. Because apparently a lot of different things happened last night that just it wasn't a good loss. And even the athletic director at Kansas State has publicly apologized. Yeah. For what happened. So when all of this has to happen, you know you did it wrong. Yeah. Here's your sign. You know, Bill Angle. <laughs> Thank you, Bill Angle. <laughs> That's just it. Just gets it gets out of hand. I want to storm the court. Even Reggie last week mentioned how he wants that to happen one time yeah. before he graduates. I don't know if you even listened to the show last week, but he said he wants people to storm the court after a big win, and he wants to get a team in here. He said Florida, and I said, don't you dare bring in Florida because I'm a Florida fan. You're gonna hurt my feelings if we knock off Florida because I'm gonna be confused about what to do. Um <laughs> But I wanted to talk a little bit about MTSU basketball. We had two yeah. we had two games last week. I want to start with the one that I was at that you didn't get to go to. Yeah. Then we'll talk about the one you were at that I didn't get to go to. Okay. Um, but Thursday night they played against Marshall, a team that um, I didn't know that had an assistant coach was Chris Duhon, yeah, former Duke point guard. He was he. I didn't tell you what he did before uh, the beginning of the game. He was standing at the three point line. All the players had gone off. They had hit like 16 threes in a row. So they were like, "All right, let's go." Yeah, and uh, he started shooting. He shot a three. Then he took two steps back, hit that. Two steps back, hit that all the way till he went to half court, and then just drained a half court shot. And I was like, "Can we get Chris on to play for us?" Yeah. I was like, "Chris Duhan is so good." And I was like, "I know it's unprofessional, but I want to meet Chris Duhan. Yeah, I was like, "This is Chris Duhan. Um, but he didn't. I I didn't see him. You know, get aggravated much during the game. He wasn't one of those c- coaches that we have that just yells and
1: yells
0: yeah, and like yes. Um, well, it was a big win, it's huge. You know, the the game was close in the first half, we got a big lead. In the second half, it was thirty six thirty two with seventeen minutes left. And Coach Davis called his cautionary timeout. You know, yeah. gotta warn your players, we're getting out of hand here, we cannot let them back in this game. From that point we went on a fifty to seven run.
1: Golly. To go up
0: eighty six to thirty nine. I mean and it was all driven by giddy potts. Giddy Potts last week he's alone a was, was incredible. He got Conference USA Freshman of the Week. I didn't know he's a freshman. You didn't know Giddy was a freshman? No. Yeah, he's a freshman. Imagine. The team we, is full of freshmen and, and juco Imagine
1: transfers. in three years, Reggie's a senior, he's a junior. I mean, Those two alone. Oh, no, wait. Reggie will be a, a senior in two years. He's a, he's soft, a sophomore. He's a oh, sophomore. Yeah. Okay, two years, he's, he's a senior. He's a senior, Kitty's a junior. junior. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. You know what I meant. Yeah. it's going I mean, I to be nuts.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that game, he hadn't had a breakout game yet. He had he had scored 13 in a couple games. He had hit yeah. a big three in overtime. We had him in press conferences. But, I mean, he hit six of his eight threes in the second half. Yeah. And he hit f- about five in a row. And the last one was the best one because the crowd was just waiting to see him get the ball. And you could see every player trying to
1: get him the basketball. The see, before you got here, Raymond Cintron. Cintron, I know. He was that guy. Whenever he got the ball, everyone immediately knew it's in. It's in It's It's going There's no questioning it Basketball There was like There was one game in particular We were playing at Western And he was like Four or five steps back From the three point line And he got the ball And just launched it up Got fouled Made it Everyone lost it Well the thing that
0: was so great About this one Was that It was his last one You know he, He was taken out after this one But He was coming down Off a rebound With the basketball up court And stopped Let's say the three point line Is about here he stopped about 10 steps behind there and just just splashed it. And he hit the floor right after. Like, he fell down yeah. and, like, slid back. And, like, the crowd just went nuts. I mean, I- I'd never seen something like that. 28 points with, you know, 18 of it
1: plus coming in the second half. He did more of that against Western. He's... Well, we're going to talk about yeah, Western. he's insane.
0: He's ridiculous. And, I, you know, Reggie was one point shy of a double-double in that game. You know, it, it was a great game. Um, I sat in the press conference. I finally got clearance to use the audio from press conferences mm. for the podcast. So at this point in the show, I'm actually going to, we're going to sit here and listen to what they're going to say. Um, I'm going to play the audio from Coach Davis speaking, Giddy speaking about his performance. And I know who called me. Who was it? My doctor's office. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: I have an appointment Thursday. Did you text them? They no. Didn't,
0: they didn't text back, did they?
1: No, I just, I, I went back and looked through my recent, because I called him yesterday. It was them.
0: Well, I'm glad you're feeling
1: better. Yeah. Okay. I have played appointment Thursday, so.
0: Everybody, Brian's got an appointment Thursday if you want yeah. to go visit him in the doctor's office. Yeah,
1: 8.30 in the morning. Oh, good lord. Yeah. Um,
0: I have an 8 a.m. that day. Uh, but I'm going to play the audio from the press conferences, and then we'll be right back.
2: Bye! You know, first of all, uh, we, we beat a team that was playing really well, so, I mean, Marshall was on a great run. Had some great wins against Western Kentucky and uh, UTEP. Uh, first of all, I like to talk, start with the crowd. You know, Chris and I got together yesterday morning, started talking about. You know, we didn't really know what the weather was, and looked start about the seven o'clock time, and you know that it was just going to be hard with these temperatures and the frigid conditions. And when you make a decision like that, you make it just for one reason, for the fans, and that's when you make it. And uh, Chris and I got together, and, and I thought that the staff, Chris and his staff, did a marvelous job getting the word out. Because we allowed our season ticket holders, who may not have, you know, braved the frigid conditions, and, and they're very uh, loyal, but he got all of those young kids out, you know, that have been. In, I've been there with two kids in cabin fever, so, so that was great. Over 5,000 people for Thursday afternoon. Start with that team played very unselfish. Uh, we, we needed some smiles and happiness in that locker room because we hadn't had any in about eight or ten days. You got another- Just felt good, you know. It just felt good. I mean, the, the game obviously was in hand for a while, but uh, just felt good. I mean, we we grinded this week, and uh, and you know it was it was a it was a silent plane trip back from Denton. I mean, we could easily, like we talked about, will two plays away from in one game out of a first round by, and uh, hopefully that game will give us confidence. And then you know there's no more fun a game on our schedule than we ever play is the one on Sunday at noon. So I lot to look forward to against Western.
3: Yeah. When was the last time you saw a guy like that And just talk about how good he played as a
2: freshman You know, Kerry Hammonds as a freshman I don't know, did Giddy break Kerry's Freshman scoring record, tied it You know, Kerry got it going like that You know, I don't know how many threes Kerry made that day But, uh, but, he, but he got on a roll You know, he got such a great looking stroke And what was great, our guys Were just looking for him, they were making extra passes To get it to him because they knew he had it going And uh, I know Gary, I know Giddy's really thankful for that
3: 32-36,
2: I think called it a timeout when they cut it to four. And then 50-7 run after that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I I, you, we, that, yeah I, you know, I didn't know it was quite that much. But, you know, I thought our team really started defending and making them make tough twos. Today we finished plays and transition out of the break, uh, which that was good to see. And I thought good defense led to some some easy transition baskets. Uh, I'm,
3: I'm, I know I know, you guys are really big on over- as most athletes are. And of course, usually on Thursday nights you play at 7 o'clock or 6 or 8. But, of course, with the weather and everything, you decide to play early. How do you think your players handled the early uh, tip-off day?
2: You can ask any coach, any player in college basketball, and they, I'm telling you, they want to play afternoon games. I mean, they want to play. And I'm telling you, the best time as a coach or a player is to play around 3 or 4. It seems like you can get your game day in, get your guys to get up at 6 or 7. Four o'clock perfect, you know, and with all the schools out and to see all those young kids and their parents come, you know, that, that was wonderful for us to have over 5,000 uh, on a day when you don't know what you'd had at 7 o'clock with the temperatures. So that was just a great turnaround. And, again, uh, our players handled it really well. I really appreciate Marshall, you know, doing it. And uh, cause they had to get here to do it. Uh, Curtis Shaw with Conference USA got the officials here, and while they were shaking my hand before the game, they said, "Thank you, Kermit." Eighty, eight 28 points. Uh, just, what were you feeling out
4: there tonight? Um, I was just feeling. I just felt good coming in, coming out from halftime, and I just. I was just shooting the ball. My teammates gave me confidence, and just came out to play really good. You
2: ever had a, a night like
4: that? Where you just single couldn't miss. Well, in high school, I did, but it was.
2: Different. Yeah, different
4: from that. Yeah. How big was it to just come out and get a win and stop that three game losing streak and, and get some, some good vibes going in that locker room? Uh, it, was, it was really good, um, especially to go to Sunday to get uh, go against West Kentucky on our rival. Um, it, it was good for our team just to show where we were and um, in the game and we just fought it. Um, Reggie, have you ever had a teammate that's on fire like that? I mean, have you
2: ever played a game? Um,
4: I guess the only other person I can think of is probably Carey. I, I think last year against Southern Miss, he had seven threes. But uh, I've never, I've never seen a freshman go for uh, anything like that.
2: Um, coach, coach mentioned it. Were you guys actively trying to get in the ball after you made that, you know, third or fourth one, or, or you oh, coming down the court, you know, trying to spot him up and get it to him?
4: Definitely. Um, anytime that you have a a shooter with a hot hand. You always try to look to get him the ball. Um, I mean, he wasn't taking bad shots. They were all open. Um, we got him in comfortable uh, spots, and he just he let it go. How
2: big is this win for you guys' confidence
3: going into a big rivalry
4: game on Sunday? Um, it's definitely confidence because um, I think Marshall beat Western Kentucky, uh, so that definitely gives us um, a little bit of momentum coming into Sunday, especially with, uh, with us losing our last couple games. How big was
3: it? I know, early in the second half, uh, Marshall cuts it down the fourth and then y'all just went on that huge fifty to seven fifty to seven run to break the game the open. And how how
4: big was that? I mean how how that must have been a huge confidence boost to go on a run like that. Um that was huge. Uh that gave us a lot of confidence. We felt like we were um we were playing great offense but not only um not only offense, but we uh we kinda anchored it with our defense. We um I feel like we blocked shots and we rebounded really well, and that uh, kind of led to the end of the game.
3: I know this week has been different because of the bad weather, and, of course, they had to change the start time of the game today instead of playing at 7. You guys played at 4. And I know players and coaches are really big on routines, especially they're having a routine of playing every Thursday night, especially their conference playing either at 6, 7, or 8 o'clock. How do you guys? How, how, but of course, you guys played earlier today. So of course, they changed you guys' schedule. How do you think you guys handle that with the uh, schedule change?
4: Um, well, we came out of shoot-around, a little sluggish. We didn't come out sharp. Um, so we was like, man, we can't we can't lose this game. And we came out with the mindset we're not gonna lose this game. So we came out tough.
3: How how how, how is. Uh Talk about the crowd tonight, especially, especially how big it was and how much of a boost it gave you guys, especially getting 5,000 people here on a
4: Thursday afternoon. Uh, that was huge, especially with how the, um, the weather's been. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of folks probably wanted to come but um, wasn't sure if the game would be still at 7 o'clock or not. But um, once they moved the time, um, that kind of gave people, uh, I guess, a, a better window in order to come to our game and. uh I mean, it really helped us. Um, they were loud, and that's what we needed.
0: Boy, was that some good audio, right, Connor? You know, the, uh, I enjoyed that press conference because everybody was happy. You know? yeah. It was one of those wins, and you know, Coach described it as a win that they needed. A game where everybody's just making shots. He said he even said himself he didn't have to yell much. (laughs) And and when Coach Davis doesn't yell much, you know it means something.
1: It's a good you won by sixty points. (laughs) Sixty points. Uh, Sixty nine points. Funniest guy. I've gone and got lunch with him a couple times from what stuff I do with the Blue Zoo and over at the Boulevard. What is this Blue Zoo? Yeah. Uh Anyways, uh, the Boulevard. Yes. He's the nicest guy to hang out with. He's funny. He's Calm, calm demeanor, you know. You put him on a sideline in a basketball game, he yells more expletives than you could even fathom. It's awesome. It's intensity, and it's feel, passion. Feel free to censor this or not, but every single time I see him get that mad and he calls an anger one of his anger timeouts, I yell as loud as I can, Coach the shit out of him, Kermit. <laughs> feel free to bleep me out there or not. That's what I do. I do what I please,
0: Brian. It's my show. Um, Yeah, I I love seeing Coach get really upset. Coach Insol's the same way, not on the same level, but they both have just so much passion about it. It's ridiculous. And Coach Davis is only, um, I think it's three wins away from 250 here at MTSU. It's good. He's the only coach in program history to have 200 plus wins. So you know, I keep that. I post that stat every time I sit at a game because. it's a, it's big. I mean, 250 wins at one school—that's a lot, uh, you know. Especially for him, coaching souls. I don't know how many coaching souls I have it written down somewhere, but I can't remember. I think he has. He has quite a bit. He does he's have quite a of, He's been here like ten years. I and honestly, up
1: until relatively recently, our women's basketball team was our best team, and our men's team was kind of you know they were okay. Well, but thank
0: goodness they're both doing good now. Yeah, they're uh-huh. both outstanding now. Um, but you know, the men's team—that was a win they really needed. They were 13 and 13. You know, just not, things weren't good in conference. They had had a lot of, they've had a lot of road issues. They still have a lot of road issues, even after this weekend, because these were both home games, um, and they close out the season. I wrote, I had to write a recap about both teams, and they close out the season with three straight road games. Yeah. So for them to try to get a good seed in the tournament, they've got to find a way to win on the road. Um, but Sunday, I was really disappointed because I was here. Because I was in Nashville, yeah, spend time with family, but that's what you gotta do sometimes. But it was the rivalry game, 100 miles of hate, the best game of the year I've heard. Yeah, some people, arguably, a little bit over the Old Dominion
1: game. We beat Western. We we did beat Western, and honestly, Look, Western. Western, I they didn't play better, but over the course of the season. They were the better team. They were better than us over the course but hey, of the season.
0: We could say we've beaten them in basketball and football.
1: But yeah, we they they haven't beat us in anything in so long, and it feels so good. We hate you, um, legitimately. It was such a good game. It was sixty eight, sixty six. Yeah, it um, was. We would get up four or five. They would get up four or five. We would get up four or five. It was great. Um, yeah, I was keeping... I was upset because I was sitting at Red Lobster having some biscuits. <laughs> like nice, I do. Dude. Like I do. Some high-quality biscuits. Cheddar Bay biscuits. They're delicious. I, I'd go for just the biscuits. We, I had the biscuits, but I also had steak and lobster tail. Nice. I don't like lobster tail.
2: Oh,
0: <gasps> Brian. Like <gasps> um, back to Back to... We're so hungry. Yeah. We're going to be honest. We're so hungry. I can't even explain it. But I was sitting there, and I tried to watch it on the Fox Sports app. Yeah. It was there. I logged in. I did everything. And then it said, "Make sure I can take that off there, case I accidentally click it." Okay. It said um, that it wasn't available, and I'm like, "Excuse me, the game is on currently." Yeah, I'm checking the score, so I had to stay on Twitter <laughs> and watch the reactions for an hour, seeing what happened, what's happening. Once again,
1: Giddy just did his thing. He was hitting everything.
0: I gotta say, I love, I love being at Murphy when the announcer does names because my two favorite ones have to be. Giddy, yeah. because he goes
2: Giddy
0: Pots, pot. and then my favorite one is Reggie Upshaw because he goes Reggie Upshaw. And it's, it's so great. I gotta say, announcers, y'all, y'all make my day. Y'all, y'all have a lot of fun with names. And it's <laughs> great. If y'all didn't, things would get so boring. But you know, it's two wins we needed. We're 15 uh, and 13 now, going into the last three games of the season. Um, heading into the conference tournament, which is March 11th to the 14th.
1: In Birmingham. Birmingham. Hashtag free UAB.
0: Hashtag free UAB. I agree with you on that one. I said that last night on the podcast, but nobody noted it. But whatever. I don't care. Um, But yeah, they need to get these road wins. You know, they've got a chance, an outside chance at a number four seed. The two teams, I was looking, I was writing my story yesterday, and the two teams above them are ODU and Western. Yeah. So we hold a tiebreak. But they're both nine and five in conference, and we're eight and seven. Yeah. So we need to win these last three conference games, and hope that they lose a couple, or lose at least. I think it's yeah, it's got to be a couple because they're nine and five. So even at nine and six, we still
1: wouldn't get it. I mean, our conference is hard top to bottom. So I don't. Honestly, it's, we're we're. I just think that both of theirs are actually at home, which gives them a little bit of an advantage over us,
0: especially since we've lost five in a row on the road. Yeah. Five in a row. Yeah. Really, really not good. I know coaches upset about that. I think that's more inexperienced than anything. You know, it's hard to win on the road. Especially my favorite place, I gotta say, my favorite arena in the conference on the road is the Super Pit. Yeah. That's the best name ever. <laughs> like where are you play tonight? The Super Pit. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. No, Sunday, at the Sunday, su- Sunday, Sunday. At the Super Pit. Um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to the conference tournament. We've got a chance. The women's team. You know, lost to Western on Saturday in a nail-biter. I heard Will Borthick said that that double-dribble call late in the game was a little bit BS, possibly. Um, But, you know, I think they have a good chance of winning the conference tournament. It's going to come down to them in Western, and there's nobody else behind them. Yeah. Southern Miss is actually close, to be honest, when I look at the standings. So the women really need to win these last three games at home. Yeah. Because Southern Miss holds the tiebreaker over us. They've won both games against us this year. Sticking golden eagles won't leave us alone. <laughs> Big bullies. Um,
1: so we got to win the home games, but I'm looking forward to the conference tournament. Are you, yeah? I'm, I might try to go. It's during spring break. Um, spring break just depends if I'm busy or not with my internship and whatnot. This tells you we do not party. No, <laughs> spring break is just like a
0: few days off for us. No, nice, we don't, it's not even we don't, a day off. We don't for go me. to PCB. We're actually probably working. I might
1: be covering it this year, hopefully. I'm gonna be a one busy guy starting probably two wild and crazy week. guys no I'm gonna be busy <laughs> I'm I'm more busy now than I've ever been in my Brian didn't life. get the joke you guys it's okay it's fun though Brian didn't get my joke
0: that's an SNL joke
1: I don't watch SNL
0: okay it was, a, it was an old bit with um Dan Aykroyd and uh and Steve Martin and I know man. Steve Martin is they're two, Dan Aykroyd from like every movie ever
1: every movie every movie
0: He's Dan Aykroyd.
1: He was in Christmas Vacation. No. Okay. Did not He movie. was in
0: Spies Like Us. That's a movie. Okay. But they did two wild and crazy guys. And they were like from another country and they've been here for like ever and they didn't have good accents. And they're, they're just hilarious. Uh, okay. They just talk about sex the whole time. Oh, okay. It's one of the best bits ever. But I was making that joke because you said you're going to be one busy guy. Yeah. We're very busy. Don't yawn. Tired. Wake up. Tired. Brian tried to do this show last night at like one. It was almost one o'clock in the morning, and he was like, "I can do it," and I was like, "Brian, look at you." And he's like, "Do it." (laughs) Kill me. And then we spent fifteen minutes. Talking about smooth jazz, yeah, and listening to really awful different music. Uh, But uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. I think that was the highlight. Yeah,
1: that was pretty funny. (laughs) We were all
0: trying to do our best smooth jazz voice. I won. I was too tired at that point. I want to say that I won. Brian's just terrible. Brian like screeched. Brian's no good at doing a smooth jazz voice. Um, But I want to talk about. We got a couple more things. Um, this weekend is a big Nashville FC event. Yeah, uh, created by yours truly, this guy. I didn't create it.
1: I helped create it. Brian, I did, a, I did it. a lot of work on it.
0: Brian did a lot of work on it. He's very proud of it. Uh, Being very modest. Can yeah. you Tell them a little bit about it and uh,
1: who's going to win it. Uh, February twenty eighth at Two Bits in Saturday, Nashville. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. And if you don't know what that is, it's essentially a sports bar, but take out the sports and add video games, and take
0: out the bar and add no, milk.
1: no, leave bar. Oh. Bar's bar. still there.
0: Bar's still there, guys.
1: there's um, okay. going to be a, a FIFA tournament. Nice. Uh, it is, if you are a Nashville FC member, meaning you have season tickets, you have voting rights in the club. Uh, if you're a Nashville FC member, you get to sign up absolutely free. The tournament's free to you. Uh, if you're not a member, it's $20. And there's some really good prizes. There's uh, first place, you get two tickets to the uh, Nashville Predators uh, Nashville FC night. Which will be on St. Patrick's Day, March seventeenth. Um, so that'll be fun. They'll you get a fifty dollar gift card and a Nashville FC T-shirt, and then second place you get a ten dollar gift card, a T-shirt, and third place just get a T-shirt. Uh, it'll be a really fun event. I most likely I'll be emceeing the event or leading it in some sort of way. MCBT. Uh, I think we have just on time. Just. Based off how much time we have, I think the cap for sign-ups is 18 to 20, and it's it's getting close to that. So if you want to sign up, sign up Go now. Go to
0: NashvilleFC.net. Yep. NashvilleFC.net.
1: Right. Right. It's the very far right tab on the top of the page. Um, or if you're on the mobile version, uh, it's the very bottom on the scroll down bar. I just want to let y'all know that I
0: am competing.
1: Yeah, Connor's competing. Since I
0: am a member, and I want to warn you that I'm V-good. He's V-good. I do goods at the FISA.
1: It Yeah, and then we'll also even even if you don't want to participate come in the tournament, yeah. yeah, come hang out. We'll be raffling stuff off. We'll just it'll be a great place to just talk Nashville FC, get a beer. Our roadie Sanchez guys
0: might just hang out and just I mean, like people come come say hello to us.
1: I mean, you're in it and. Chase is in it. Well, I'm saying, I'm what if i the
0: three it. of us may just stand together. Yeah, we'll be there. And just they can say, oh, there's the Nash, there's the sound check guys. Yeah. So I mean, if Aaron you, will be there,
1: if you're good at FIFA, you have a chance to win really good prizes. With wait, no, if you're good at FIFA,
0: don't come because then I have to like actually beat people that are good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to beating people that are like think
1: they're good. Even if you don't know about Nashville FC, come, we'll learn, educate you, learn. It'll be fun. I are you promise. guys gonna?
0: Are you guys gonna give over the leftover balls that you had from?
1: We have Sports like five hundred of those. Oh. We're, we're giving them out. Like we gave them out to everyone at the uh, member social last night, or was that last night? Yeah, yeah last, night. last night. All my days run together. Damn McGinnis. Right yeah, and then we so will probably end up giving them out at pretty much every event from here on out. They're pretty cool. They're little white soccer balls, and they say
0: National FC on them. Yep. You guys need to you know, this is our town, our club, and I think that's a great slogan to have. You need, yeah. you need to get a part of it. This is our city and this and, and it's cool to be a part of something that you can have such an impact
1: on. Yeah, it. and just going off of some of the stuff that's been discussed in the Rody sound check and it's socials and amongst other fans, it's we are such a young team and we've gotten so much success so quickly that it's absolutely just outstanding. Uh the problem lies with the people who don't know who we are yet. So what we need everyone to do if all you, of you all of you if you've heard of Nashville FC, tell one person about Nashville FC who doesn't know about it, even mm-hmm. if they don't like soccer, tell them to check it out. If you uh if you haven't heard of us, go look it up, come to an event. Every, Ask any of us about it, we'll tell you all about it. It's we have to promote every single day. It's not. It's not. Hey, let's wait till the summer and go to some games. I mean, it is that you are going to have fun, but this is a new sport essentially, new sport on the professional level on this level. We in like Nashville. sports. We
0: don't care who knows.
1: And we want to get it, you know, to the pinnacle. We want. We want to be compared with the Preds and the Titans. We want to be at that level. MLS. And it takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to get there. But we will get there, and it just takes the backing of the city and the fans.
0: That is very true. Um, I'm sending myself something to look at while we're talking here. Uh, you know, last night was your, your big event. It was the the social, it was the schedule release party. Yeah, it was. Um, for the year, while I'm waiting for this, do you want to pull it up with your stuff? Yeah, so we I have talk, it on phone. Talk a little bit about it. I just sent it to myself, but my... Uh, my stuff's being dumb,
1: dumb. Yeah, just to talk about the schedule there real quick. There it is, quick.
0: all right. So, so, I would like to talk first about it. Okay. Uh, you did, I can answer you, any you questions. You did yesterday, so we can talk about it. Um, so, we start the season, we're playing against a team that
1: is in the division below us. There's no division below us. Okay, so... Here's the deal. Where, sp- where is this team? I'll at? explain. Okay. They want to be in the NPSL. That's right, we talked about they this They want to be in our league. Right. They have... They want to be like they, us. They, they have the owners, they have... They're not fan owned, but I'm, they have they have an they have an owner. They have the support of the city. They have a place to play. They have everything. They're even getting a team together. They, they just they missed the day. They day just on, right? they didn't have all of their eggs in one basket, so to say, and ready to go for the season. So they missed this year, but they still have a team. They still want to play games. So that's essentially a friendly. It won't it won't count towards. You know, it won't count towards uh, wins losses for the playoffs. But it's a good test
0: for both teams to see where they're at because this team is ready to be in the MPSL. They're just not there yet.
1: It's also it's it's an extra game for you know the fans. This year we're we're gonna have more home games than we did last year. We have uh, we have Birmingham coming in, who's a team on the rise. going I have to call
0: them the Birminghamers.
1: Yeah. And then we have... You know, the uh, Georgia Revolution? Can I talk? Hold on, hold on. I have a point. Okay. I have a point. We have Birmingham coming in, who's a team on the rise. And then we have the Atlanta Silverbacks first squad in the NASL, which is a second-tier team, uh, coming in to play here. And then we're in talks with two other clubs, one being St. Louis FC, who is in USL Pro, and one being Louisville City FC, which is in... Uh, USL Pro to come here. So if that happens, Steve Peake. we get so many more. You get so many more chances to see the game in our city played in exactly. front of our fans.
0: But it also lets you to see where the team's at, also in that they're playing teams above them. It gives you a chance that are we ready to be a part of a competition like that yeah. eventually. Um, I like the schedule. We talked about it. Our most exciting one is, of course, if you don't know anything about Nashville FC, biggest. Biggest rival, I'd say, is Chattanooga FC. It's our
1: biggest rival, but it's not—I wouldn't compare it to—look at—I don't know. Look at Duke, North Carolina. There's a lot of hate there. Yeah. They, they hate each other. Nashville FC and Chattanooga, during the game, yeah, we're cursing back and forth. But we're you we're bantering back and forth like we hate each other. But as soon as the game stops, we're shaking hands like, hey, you want to go get a beer? I, I and agree. then we just talk about soccer in general, and I, it's— the best rival—it's the best rivalry I've ever been a part of because I don't hate them. I saw your—I'm excited I saw your to play tweets, them too.
0: You were talking to that one guy. He's from Chattanooga, and we were talking about the game, and he was telling—he told Roadie Soundtrack Twitter to come down before the game and tailgate yeah, and have some we, fun. They—they the so they seem like some really good guys.
1: Nashville Roadies, Yellowhammer—we invite them to tailgate with us in Nashville, and they invite us to tailgate with them in Chattanooga, and you know we. We talk talk s word back and forth. Uh, yes, but you could have said it. I can totally just bleep it out. Yeah, but we talk. You know, we talk trash back and forth before the game, after the game. But it's all in good fun, and it's it. No one, no one ever oversteps that line, and I absolutely love it. So what I want to talk about was that we're excited that they're the
0: back half of the season for us. We have them at home, the June the twentieth, but then the biggest game I would say of the year. Oh yeah, at the end is. July 4th at
1: Chattanooga. It'll be at Chattanooga. That's not that far. From right. Nashville, that's, that's like, two, like three hours. Three hours from in. Murfreesboro, for us, it's like two hours. We're going to be there. Uh, last year, last year they took a bus of people to the playoff game. We had like 100 and something people there. I want to double that. I want... I want to triple that. I want... Yeah, I want three to 500 Nashville FC fans yelling back and forth. Because the way their stadium's set up... Is they put the Chattanooga FC, uh, the Chattahooligans, the their supporters group, and the Roadies right next to each other? We're literally there's there's an aisle and some tape separating us. That darn tape. It's uh, no, it's amazing know, because to... we're both singing different things back and forth, or both yelling back and forth, and it's absolutely just one of the best experiences. You know, even when they came here, it was the same setup. we were in the corner, and they had one section next to us. It was amazing. This, this the whole rivalry, is just awesome. And I'm, I'm, I'm sports nerd. Like I'm, I'm fan out right now oh over God. sports. But it's the experience of it. The wanting to grow the same game in areas where it's not. You know. Natural to be at it. It hasn't been here before, and both groups of people are growing it at a such fast rate and in the right way. It's it's outstanding. You guys should see Brian right now. He's, I'm fangirling. He's, he's glowing. Like
0: he is just so pumped about soccer. You know, I'm really excited because I didn't get to be a part of it last year. I, you know, I paid my dues this year. I'm looking forward to it. You know, get season tickets coming early May, middle yeah. of May, whatever they do because. They're gonna start shipping. Probably they're start shipping end of April. No, they're
1: start. They're gonna start. I mean, it may take. There's so many of them. It may take a while for you to get yours. But the first package will be sent out in March.
0: And it's one ticket for each game, right? Yeah. Okay. So you know, but that's how it, it was last year. And it's a ticket for every home game, correct? Yep. Okay. And then, so how much do you think tickets are gonna be for us when we head to
1: Chattanooga? Uh, it just depends what Chattanooga prices the tickets at, because a lot of teams have move their prices up, but also the best way to probably do it is a group. When, yeah, when the time comes, they'll probably be sold through the Nashville FC website. Uh, last year for the playoff game, um, they, we took a bus of, you know, we took a full bus of people down there and the bus ride was $40, but that, that was the ride. You got a t-shirt, you got food, And you got the game, and you got it right back, and food again. Five things. Yeah. Food again. But even if you don't want to do that, tickets in our league are relatively cheap. Last year, theirs were $10 at the gate. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, I talked to my dad. My dad wants to come to a couple games since he hasn't been before. Yeah. You know, he just blah, blah, blah. But I made him, I was like, Dad, you got to come check out Nashville FC. I said, we need to get people there. said, you can't sit with us.
1: Because... He can totally sit with us. No, don't say that.
2: No, not that.
0: Can... He doesn't want to be around the language and stuff like that. That's why I don't want him to sit with us. Because okay. he's going to bring my young sisters and there's, my baby brother.
1: Well, see, there's... The, okay, that's the whole way... That's the reason why we're set up the way we are. Because the supporter section, it's the very last section in the very far right of the stadium. That's the supporter section. You can do whatever the hell you want there. You can. But that's, what, I, that's what I'm saying. We have, we have signs up at the entrance that say, "This is the or this is the uh, Nashville FC supporter section." Uh, we wave flags, you smoke. Uh, uh, our co- our language is colorful. All sorts of other. It says our
0: language is as colorful colorful as our something, right? Yeah. So you you know,
1: know what you're something. getting into when you get yeah. there, and we're a crazy bunch, but. The f- exact opposite of us, the exact opposite side is like the family area.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they're not going to sit with me and you.
1: Yeah, they're going to sit somewhere. but I thought they're not you were saying you're me. telling him like, no, don't come over here. Like, no, I was like, I was, I was, I was saying
0: they're not going to sit in the supporter section. Yeah, because it's my sisters that are eight and eleven,
1: and well, my and, brother that is two, and not even that. We're sitting there, sp- like the roadies aren't sitting there splurting obscenities the whole time. Well, exactly. Yeah, it's we. They try. to they keep it as clear. clean as possible. There's there's occasion. The occasion we'll drop an f bomb. Uh, we got a we got Chattanooga's goalie to flick us off last year. <laughs> the rest, the entire game, we kept chanting "You're number one" and flicking him off. The rest after he flicked us off, every time there was a stop in your play, we started chanting "You're number one," "You're number one," and flicking him off. So
0: you say flick. Yeah,
1: I say flip.
0: I flip. You flip somebody off.
1: Oh well, regardless, I was just confused with that.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <coughs> I really am. I yeah. I need you since you're the master craftsman to make me a flag. I got you. So I'll you I'll, I'll the, chip in on the materials. Yeah, you know
1: it's the one of the funniest things that we do. To be honest with you, uh, the opponent's locker you room. No. the opponent's locker room is directly below the roadie section, under the stadium and the bleachers. Are uh, metal, so we just stand on the bleachers during halftime and just jump up and down and bang on them so they can't hear, and it works.
0: They just come out. You know what, you guys, you're really big a holes. All right, yeah. We're trying to talk in there. You're just rude. Just make somebody cry. I no, would we, love we didn't make anybody cry. No, oh, I'd love to see somebody cry. But yeah, it's a fun. It's fun. It's gonna be great. Come out. You know, you can get tickets. They're not that expensive. It's uh, like seven dollars at
1: the gate. Uh,
0: they have, they, have good, they have good concessions and all that kind of stuff. I know it's Vanderbilt. I've yeah. never been to their soccer thing before, besides yeah. us going over there for tryouts.
1: Well, I'm I'm hoping they open up another stall because last year out of the three stalls they only opened up two of them. So I'm hoping they'll open up another one. Uh, the food itself is pretty good. I mean, it's concessions, <clears throat> basic food. stadium food: hot dogs, hamburgers, pretzels, Pretzels. chips, just salsa. Yep, I'll probably get some of that this summer, to be honest. But uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, There's a lot of good games on the stadium. If you're, if you like tailgating, parking is free. It's yeah. a huge parking lot. Tailgating is allowed. Beer is allowed.
0: We're gonna be tailgating.
1: Yeah, get there. We plan on getting there. Like, if the, the most of the games are at seven at night, we yeah, plan on there. getting there at like noon.
0: Really, we're gonna be there that
1: long. That's that's how early we got there this year right. or last year. Hey, you got you got my own rides. I'm in. You get there. You get bevved up beforehand. Get a little little drinky drink. Besides me. Besides you, you get a little, little, little drinky drink. You get a little f- good food, grilled food in. Barbecue. You go in and watch the game.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it, you know, as long as you give me rides and not yeah, I got you. flake out on me. And we'll get drinks and get have some fun. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. drink some sweet tea during the thing. Um, I guess there's only... <coughs> really, I don't have much more to talk about. I want to talk about, you know, the Big Ten this last week has, has been pondering the idea of not letting freshmen play, which... In some aspects it's a good idea but overall it's a terrible idea because it's going to it's going to kill recruiting. Yeah. Players aren't going to go to schools if they can't play in their first year because that only gives them 3 years to play. I think it's idiotic. I mean, it's a fact that, you know, they already can't enter the the, you know, the draft after 1 year at football. Yeah. Basketball is a different thing. They need to change that rule. Basketball needs to be two years. I, I disagree. I think one year is fine. No, I think one year is too short. Some of these players are not developed. and they end up, It causes more busts.
1: And It's their fault. Okay. If well... you're over 18, I, th- I think... If you're over 18, you should be able to make money for your, yourself. Yeah, I don't agree. I think that the, it should be two Go years. play in Canada. I love Canada. Go play... I mean, for football, it is go. If you don't want to, I was about to say, wait, they have basketball in Canada. To besides Toronto, <laughs> go play, go play in Europe. If you're 18, you don't want to do the the college for one year. Go play in Europe and then come over to the NBA, and make some money. You I should did, be allowed to make money, whatever age. I didn't tell you at about least, that. At least, did I? If you're over 18, you should be able to make money.
0: I didn't tell you about that. My roommate, <clears throat> you know my roommate Johan. Yeah, his older brother plays for a German soccer team, like, nice. like Division Two. Nice. I don't remember the name of his. We need to look them up on FIFA and play as them. but his his brother plays for them. Sweet. And I was like, dude, he makes money. He plays, <laughs> he plays, he plays football. Soccer. But we say football. <laughs> football. Um, you know, there's not much else going on in sports right now, honestly. There hasn't That's been much it. news. There hasn't been anything exciting going on. Um, you know, NHL-wise, we're coming down to the end of the regular season. It's kind of boring right now. It's just kind of waiting a waiting game, you know, you're kind of just like, alright, let's get to the playoffs now. I want to see what this team's ready for.
1: I want Nashville to get that Central Division title, and then I want them to make a hard push in the playoffs.
0: Hey, I, I'm going to give you guys the credit on that. We've been we've been garbage these last two weeks, and you guys have... we. we I want you to win it more than the Blues by
1: far. I yeah. hate St. Louis with a passion. <clears throat> Except for you, Sarah. But the, the thing I like about the Preds is they they've had games where they've lost bad, but they haven't... They've never lost like a streak of games in a row. They'll lose bad and then they'll come back and just whip a team seven one. You know we well, man, we got beat by Boston six to two on Sunday. I mean, we got beat by uh, who was it? I can't remember. I th- think it may have been Buffalo. We got beat by someone. We should have got beat by by like five to one. It was beat, the beat- night after we beat. San Jose, <clears throat> San Jose, five one.
0: And you beat Toronto eight to one that one game. Yeah, that was a great game. Uh, I'm just ready for the. You know, I'm excited because next weekend's my birthday, and I'm going to be going to see the Blackhawks play the Rangers. I'm excited to see that. But I'm really ready to get to the playoffs because playoffs are the most intense time. I love going to like B dubs with friends and watching. The no, game. we're not going to B dubs.
1: Well, no. Okay, you don't like the Preds. Never mind. We'll go to B dubs. I was gonna say.
0: I was like, wait a second. You want to Preds to
1: games? B-dubs? They put <clears throat> giant freaking light. HD TVs on the uh, the, uh, the patio out there, the big, uh, I don't know what to call it, the plaza, the big plaza out at the entrance. They put huge TVs every game the last time we were in the playoffs. I just watched up there. You, you still get the experience of being at the stadium. You still get the buzz. You can still hear. Well,
0: I'm saying I just like to go to beat-ups. I, I know what
1: I'm saying. You can still hear the crowd inside. You can, like, feel them getting louder. It's amazing. If you don't have the money to go to the game – Go to the stadium, stand outside, watch it on the TV out there with thousands of other people. Well, I just want to go to up so we can have some wings and I'm, hang out. I know I'm what you're saying.
0: saying. I'm saying to watch any of the playoff games, even if it's not my Blackhawks or your your, yeah. your Preds. God. I enjoy playoff hockey more than anything. Playoff hockey is more exciting. I, I See, hockey, a few years ago, I didn't. I wasn't as into it as I was. I got into it really hard about 08. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, in 010, we won our first cup in 40-something years. But hockey has become my favorite sport based on just how intense and how stressful it gets, you know? Yeah. I've never been more stressed in my life than when I'm watching a Blackhawks game. <laughs> I'm just so interested in it. And, and any they get the puck in the zone, I'm scared we're going to give up a goal. Like, it, it's just it's, it's palpable, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's not much going on in sports. I'm glad Brian sat down with me. We got to talk about some MTC basketball. Um, come out Saturday to 2Bit's. Um, and come hang out, watch me win the FIFA tournament, and give Brian the tickets because I'm a nice guy. And he would like to go with his girlfriend to watch hockey. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to spend the gift card, so that's That's, fun. that's exciting. Um, but come out even if you're not playing, come come hang out and and, and watch us play and and talk to people and meet people. And, and Jones is going to be there. Everybody's going to be there. can give out some balls. It's going to be fun. Uh, shout out again to the Serious Fun campaign. Contact myself at Conrollery on Twitter if you want to you know, donate money to that for them. Um, Kyle is a big supporter of that, and he wants to give every kid at that camp the, some of the Tonight Dough ice cream, which would be a really good thing. And we're going to get some of that Tonight Dough ice cream because it sounds really good. It does. Um, so I want to thank Brian for joining me. I know the episode's a little bit late. If you actually even listen to this, I'm sorry. Please don't yell at me. I love you. Um, I'm going to be back next week. I don't know if I'm going to have a guest or not. I might just bring this guy back in because it's just a short week and I don't have time. So thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Everybody have a great week.